multi-team or even whole organisational agility, business agility, whatever it is you would like to label it as, has never been easy. And there has been a huge number of frameworks over the years that have come and gone. Some have stood the test of time, others haven't. But all of them, well, I say all of them, most of them have had pretty good, strong values at their core. The Less Matters podcast is here for more than just less stuff. This podcast exists to help you get to grips with multiple team agile, to help you get to grips with how to scale, or even just how to be a better agilist and agile leader yourself, to accelerate your performance and the performance of those around you. Here at Less Matters, we are going to be having lots of chats with people that maybe have never even heard of Less before, but have brilliant, informative, valuable things to share with all of us. So, here we go. Without any further ado, let's get on to this week's Less Natter. Hello and welcome to another Less Matters podcast episode. I need to work on making that pithier. I think I said that last time. Today, we are joined by a friend I made not on the internet, because of the internet, via the internet. I'm not yeah. sure. Are, are we friends? Let's find out. Yeah. His, name is, his name is Magnus. Uh, he's a lovely chap. Got a lot of time for him. And I wanted to get him on the Less Matters podcast for a few episodes because I want to hear his opinions on a few topics. Now, before we begin and get stuck into the the question of the episode... I wanted to give Magnus an opportunity to introduce himself to all of you. So, Magnus, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course I would. Thank you, Ben. Um, I'm the Magnus. <laughs> uh, that he is. <laughs> uh, that, that's a joke, uh, and uh, <laughs> it's a pattern. I, I am not your traditional agile coach, although I'm trying to become that right now. I'm one that lived within it for 30 years. The first 20 years, I did large-scale telecom development within, you know, different roles. I've seen it all. Uh, and so that, that brings a lot of knowledge. And then 10 years ago, I became a manager. I joined a different part of the organization, product development, and they were doing this thing called Lean and Agile. And uh, that was my first like uh, permanent position as manager, and yeah, it turned out I was I was quite compatible with lean and agile, although I didn't necessarily really know. And then I I kind of grew. I saw the failures. I failed a lot. I started to learn about uh, less. I got a book. I read it, and I got a lot of epiphanies <laughs> because of it. And so I guess four or five years into that, I decided, you know what? It's not consistent anymore to be manager, is it? No, it's not. So I quit. I stepped down, as it were. But I stayed in the same organization for a while, team member, then a scrum master for four years more. And now I'm trying for independent. So that's me. It always happens that when people give that introduction to themselves that I then want to throw out the question that was agreed and explore a bit more about what you said. Because it's a really interesting story. It's a long tenure in the professional world, 30 years. 
And then to have flipped into working in a lean, leaning agile environment then after 20 years and then give up being a manager and then go back to being a team member, then a scrum master before then going independent. Did you... Does this question make sense? What changed more when you stopped being a manager and became a team member and then say a scrum master? Did the role change more or did you change more? The role? Hmm. Yeah, I'm tempted now to lean in towards identity. I'm not sure I got you correctly, but you, you're speaking about my role. Yeah, like so like the tight, like the title, and then changing. And how did it work me? Yeah, so for example, you perform certain activities as a manager, and you perform different activities as a team member, and different activities as a scrum master, and those activities. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, could have been you know of difference. Could have been a eight or a nine or a ten. There could have been a big difference or a little difference. I don't know. But compared to the difference in the activities you were doing, did you find that you had to change yourself in some way? Did you get a lot of growth, for example, or or not? Oh, right, yeah, cool. So um, being a manager has taught me things I could not possibly have have experienced or. Or, or realized, I don't think. Uh, but it has been a hard. It was a hard journey. Uh, some some of the the practices that like came from corporate, and I had to embrace, even though I didn't believe in them, like performance appraisals, what have you, individual bonus. Although we're trying to do teamwork, and 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 yeah, a really big workload, task management. So that taught me a lot of things and that relation and what happens, you know, immediately I'm a manager. I felt maybe it was in my brain, but it felt like it changes something. It, it, you know, a manager walks into a room. <laughs> the team stops talking. What is that about? So I researched that a lot and I, I got help from Les and I studied neuroscience and I think I know what's going on and, and I hope I would do a better job today. I think I was pretty good or at least the, the surveys told me that it wasn't too bad. But it, it became after a while when you start to learn about Les Agile or maybe we can say work on complex product Realizing you need to, to discover a bit of inspect and adapt empirical thinking. Then as a consequence, I realized that my role is not that beneficial. If we're here to create the value we're going to create, I need to do something different. And, and I was done. I was kind of, I will not learn anything more. Now, changing then to first team member, that was my honest intent. But it so turned out that, that the team... There was one guy acting scrum master, but yeah, he didn't want to do it. And so I chose to serve, quite honestly. It's, do you want me to, to maybe sort this out? And there you go. I found that being scrum master was more aligned with my core values. And if the goal was to support an agile transformation, in some senses, it was much easier as a scrum master than it was being a manager. 
Not without exceptions. It's a long answer. It sounds like, I find it interesting, because what it sounds like is that you you studied the, the art, craft, and science of management to an extent, perhaps with a, perhaps with a, less of, of a lens of less, and through neuroscience, as you said, and you feel like you have a, a better understanding now of what happens in some situations where a manager walks into a room and people then shift in their seat, perhaps don't feel as free to move their mouth or their brains as much as they did before. So there's an element there of you learning and evolving your perspective in the role of manager. Then you became a team member and then a scrum master. And what's interesting is that when you spoke, when you then spoke about that transition, you didn't talk so much about what you learned perhaps or how you had to change. So it sounds like you had a, you learned a lot as a manager, which helps you form some deep, some good opinions, and then found that as a consequence of that, the path to Scrum Master seemed like a a clear one for you, and that in the role of Scrum Master, you were better able to help with an agile transformation than when you were a manager. Yeah, uh, that's that's a simplified version, though. Uh, I learned a lot of Scrum Master. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it was a success if we measured the organizational, you know. Uh, and that's an interesting story, you know. Uh, agile, agile failures, if it, as it were, or, or less transformations or adoptions, not, it was not even like my organization wanted to do a less adoption. And and for, for reasons that might be interesting to share, it's not that easy to work. And I mean Scrum Master, not, not as I, as it really means in the Scrub Guide. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like you're you're restricted to be a team something something. It is clearly stated that you, you try to coach the organization. And I did. And I tried to bridge the gap because I've had the manager so I knew. <laughs> and I could I could see a utility of me bringing value in trying to uh help the perspective merge the manager the team the hierarchies of the managers and how that could work and when we talk about impediments how our roles might be better used if we think about ourselves bringing different perspective and knowledge to the table than being stuck in hierarchies Mm. yeah yeah because a manager a bit up in the hierarchy will not really understand or appreciate the complexity in the team because they have so much into their brains. And yet the teams, uh, for certain circumstances or, or things, cannot really fix the system because they don't have the authority. And so mm-hmm. we have kind of created organizations uh, which have problems that no one understands fully or can work with. Was it somebody once said uh, we have created organizations destined to fail, but in a very yeah. compliant, but, but in a very compliant way? Mm. Yeah, it's it's no one's it's no one's intent, but it is if you think about it and do a bit of system thinking, it's a natural tendency that it will probably go this way a bit. Mm. Yeah. Do you find? Did you find that then becoming a scrum master after being a manager, some of it was the the understanding you had of the organization, was there an element of, was perceptions of you, say at the managerial level, which gave you a, gave you 
a head start in gaining the respect and get and getting people's ears to try and make changes versus say a junior scrum master who was new to the organization and had never never been a manager and didn't know any of the management of that organization possibly uh there's something that happens you know i i was scrum master for some of the people i've been managing Okay. And so there, there's something you need to respect. You know, this is the guy that, that used to set my salary, although mm. he tried to follow it in a protocol that was transparent and just. There's still, still something in there. And now you're going to be my scrum master? Okay. And so that is something you need to manage, mm. I guess, with an adult mindset. You need to talk things out. And it's up to me to create, I guess, the openness to, to talk about that. It's okay for you to now give me the feedback on things that I did that was not good to you, for instance. And it takes some time. So that's one thing. Did I have a better time or easier? I don't know so much about junior versus senior scrum master. It might be that I've gained some experience and knowledge as a manager uh, that I have an easier, uh, a shorter path to, to imagine what does this look like from an overworked manager's perspective. Empathy. Yeah, but also intellectual understanding. I can, I can imagine what your world look like. I, am, I, do, I do know how it is to be a manager. So, yeah. So for full transparency, I was in a very similar, if not the same position to yourself a couple of times in my career. Hmm? And I hold up, those instances as some of the most valuable and rewarding in my professional career, working in some mm. some big banks. I know that part of the reason for my success in that was my humility, in addition to my intelligence. Mm. I think that if I hadn't had a level of humility, an increasing degree of humility, over the years, I don't think I would have fared too well. Now, what I know of you, the Magnus, is that you have a degree of humility and a good degree of kind of empathetic understanding and reasoning. Do you feel that your level of empathy, emotional intelligence was as important or more or less important than the intellectual understanding you had gained from having carried out the role for so long? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, um, and, and to be a bit personal, maybe not private, but personal, uh, for the longest time, my cognitive bias focused very much on the intellect. And so in the field of what's going on between us humans, I was intellectualizing everything like, like you know, and, and maybe not that aware of, of the emotional field, although I, I was somewhat aware. I didn't pay attention, right? And uh, <laughs> one thing I think is important, Ben, is that I recognize now only two and a half months like like being outside. I really love my prior company, by the way. But I can see now how I was conditioned. As a manager, I was conditioned to be a selection of my personality. You know, as an out sometimes in, in Agile Scrum, we, we bash about those evil managers <laughs> and, and someone with more experience stops do that. And I just think that regardless of role we become the feedback loops we receive. 
to some extent. So we are created by the system which we have created. Maybe this is walking astray, yeah. Uh, even those, you know, or the ones that we are told are important. So all the feedback loops that we choose to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ones that we know are going to give us the most remuneration or stature. You can only cope with so much. And, and the trick is to make sure you have the right things in there always. And sometimes, at least when I was a manager, it was really hard to stay true to the intent because the inflow was so tremendous. And so it shapes my thinking. Of course it does, my awareness. But, but not forgetting about empathy, I find myself quite more connected to that part of myself now. It didn't express necessarily that well, uh, I guess, as a manager and maybe not even as a scrum master, to be honest. Because of a lot of things, I guess. One, I would argue, is stress that seems to be present for so many. There needs to be a little bit more earning, always. Even if you're on the good side, you need to make more money. And so stress does things, and, and most of those things are not promotional for, for you know being humane, staying creative, <laughs> feeling empathy. Empathy is not interesting if we're here for earning money, is it? Or is it? I know I must admit in all the uh, in all the appraisals I ever had and all the bonuses that I ever got once working mm. in banking, at no one point did I ever get sat down and no. said, "This year you've been incredibly empathetic. Here's a five-figure sum." It was never that. It was never that. It was, it was always I guess. everything. But you don't get rewarded <laughs> for being nice. Nice guys come last. That's what they say, isn't it, Magnus? <laughs> like disclaimer. I don't think nice guys always come last. As my friend, uh, I say, mm. my friend, nice mm. guy Al. He's uh, I've seen him run many times. Never seen him come last. So it's statistically not true. Magnus, I feel like we could talk for a long time, but I would like to leave the threads of this conversation blowing in the wind, and perhaps pick them up because I want to get you back on the podcast and we're going to pick up another question. And I think if we leave it hanging around this idea of empathy and perhaps self-awareness and our potential, perhaps when we come back for another episode, we can pick up those loose threads and explore, explore that in some more depth. Magnus, thank you very much for spending this time with me today. Everyone. Thank you for listening. We will be returning for another episode of Less Matters podcast uh, every week. So do make sure you subscribe. And you'll be hearing back from me and Magnus again quite soon. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. What a brilliant conversation. Do you know what? I really enjoy talking to people, as you can probably tell. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to it too. Now, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, give us your feedback. The more attention that we get, the easier it makes it for me to free up the time to record these podcasts and edit them, to add videos onto the YouTube channel for Less Matters community. So please do give us your feedback, share it, like it, love it, give us your suggestions. My name is Ben Maynard. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Less Matters podcast. Until next time, stay safe and we'll see you then.